0: Welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we thank you for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any platform. We are available anywhere you get your podcasts. And we are here to recap what was an incredibly exciting Super Bowl, one of the highest scoring Super Bowls that we have seen in quite some time. And a very exciting. Two great offenses battling it out, making for an incredible game to remember.
1: Yeah, a very fun one on this one. 38 to 35, and I think certainly surpassed our expectations for how high scoring it would be.
0: Right. I think I was leaning more towards a low scoring battle that was, uh, would, the offense would open up later in the game because I said the first quarter would be scoreless, but the team scored touchdowns on their very first drives, disproving that pretty quickly, and it turned out that we were wrong, and I'm grateful that we were wrong in this game.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think Philadelphia's offense certainly impressed me in that fact. That I didn't believe they were capable of keeping up with this kind of offensive output, but I do believe they were.
0: Right, they went toe to toe with them the entire game, leading most of the game, and they really looked like they were calm, cool, and collected. I remember saying that I thought the Chiefs may get out to a uh, jump and kind of get the lead on the Eagles, and then it would be difficult for them to come back due to the Eagles' lack of Super Bowl experience and the Chiefs' abundance of it. But the Eagles came out. Toys looking like a very veteran team.
1: Yeah, they certainly did. And I think Jalen Hurts' performance here is going to end up being overshadowed. Because if the Eagles would have won this one, I think it would have been looked at, he would have easily been Super Bowl MVP and would have been looked at as one of the best Super Bowl performances of all time.
0: Right, because he had almost 400 yards, total yards, between running and passing. And a near perfect game, like no, four total touchdowns, like only one turnover, which was an odd one, but... I mean, just a great game.
1: That that turnover certainly puts a blemish on it, as it was a turn for a touchdown. Then you have to imagine, like, if that turnover didn't happen, like, do the Chiefs ever get back in the game? Well, maybe they still do, but I think that certainly played a big part into helping the Chiefs get back into it.
0: Yes, and I was thoroughly impressed with Jalen Hurts throughout this game. He was somebody that throughout the year I was doubting, but – Given this moment, the pressure of it, I don't care how good your team is around you in the Super Bowl, it's just the immense pressure of being a quarterback in it is just so great. And I thought that we saw like the true best version of Jalen Hurts. And if I were the Eagles, I would pay him right now before he gets more expensive.
1: You 100% agree with that?
0: He's like, he is no doubt in my mind a franchise quarterback going forward.
1: Yep. And in terms of Kansas City and their offense, despite not seeing the stat line from Mahomes that you're used to seeing, I, I still feel like we walked away impressed by him. Yes. I mean, they really did what they had to do in the second half. Like, they didn't have that explosive offense that got them back in the game. They didn't have those chunk plays or, like, a really long touchdown that brought them back into it. I mean, other than maybe the Bolton touchdown from defensively. I mean, Mahomes and the Chiefs office were really able to kind of adopt the Tom Brady Death by a million paper cuts aspect, and really just slowly claw their way back into it. And by the end of it, they were pretty much able to end with the ball and end it just how the script they wanted to.
0: Yes, and it was, they have been capable of doing that all year long. And Pacheco has really been a godsend for them. Just when they needed it in that second half, it seemed like he was busting out like eight, nine, ten yard carries all over the place, really just giving them the boost and the juice that they needed.
1: Yeah, I, I think without Pacheco, they wouldn't have won this game.
0: I would concur with that.
1: Yeah, the Kansas City's rushing offense really came to play for them. They they really wouldn't have won without it.
0: Yes, with Jarek McKinnon as well. And Patrick Mahomes giving us a nice show of his legs, which I will take credit for this one. I did predict this before the game started that Mahomes' ankle was hurt and the line was low on his rushing yards, but I thought that he would, with the adrenaline go and be able to do something on the ground.
1: Yeah, really good bet on your part there. I, Only one I got right, though. Yeah, Because honestly, I was questioning it a little bit because of his bum ankle, but yeah, really good point by you, as he had a couple of huge, long runs in this game.
0: Right, and this was just an incredible game for Mahomes, considering he re-injured the ankle during the game, and we were wondering, you know, how is this going to go? That he went into halftime, they were down, it's like, are they going to roll over, or... You know, obviously they did not, but he really showed us. Like, the, I think the volume of yards is due to that ankle injury, but he did. The, like, he did not turn it over. His completion percentage was great. He made the right throws at the right times.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a big credit to the Casey offensive line, as well as Casey really choosing the scheme and the throws and the plays that they needed to to win in this game. Mahomes is getting the ball out in under two and a half seconds nearly every play quickly getting it off, making sure the Eagles' defense wouldn't touch him. And a credit to their offensive line as well for keeping the defensive line away, who had really a historic uh, sack production this year.
0: Yes, and the Chiefs' offensive line stood up really well against this Eagles' defensive front, which is really good, maybe the best in the league. And they just they really did their job here. And I was very impressed by the the, uh, Chiefs as a whole on just their poise on offense this game.
1: I had a good stat here from next-gen stats said that Patrick Mahomes was pressured on 25.9% of his dropbacks in Super Bowl 57. This was the first game since Week 12 where the Eagles did not record a pressure rate of over 34%, snapping their next-gen set's error record of eight straight games.
0: Wow, that's impressive. I
1: think that's really impressive by the Chiefs offensive line, and just really good job. And kind of a cool stat in general, that there wasn't a true sack in this game. (laughs) Yeah, that's incredible. There were technically two sacks. By the KC defense, but both were pretty much hurt stepping out of bounds.
0: Right, I remember seeing those. Yes. About a yard behind. Those, those, those count as, as sacks for some reason, but
1: yeah, but they're not, they weren't true sacks.
0: Right, <laughs> because maybe he probably wasn't even looking to pass on those plays. To be honest. Right. But um, another thing I want to shout out is Andy Reid and the Chiefs coaching staff, Eric Bieniemy and Spagnola. They just did a really good job coaching up these guys in a year where they were less talented than before. The year that maybe. Other teams in the AFC, the Bills, the Bengals, the Chargers, even could have overtaken them. The this coaching staff just really was able to every single game make the right game plan for this team.
1: Yeah, and I think it was an absolute masterclass of play calling in this one.
0: Oh, incredible! It, it was a clinic.
1: Yeah, like in terms of coaching, like there's there's not a better group out there than the KC coaching staff. Right. I mean, really, in every way, this year. Like I I said it many times throughout this year. Every time I watch a, a Chiefs game. I am thoroughly impressed with the play calling that they bring out. Like they bring out the most creative red zone schemes I've ever seen. Like you're just running absolute like crazy plays where you're seeing the most wide open receivers you've ever seen. I mean That's, that really happened on both the, the Moore and the Tony touchdowns. Just wide wide open. Right,
0: especially with yeah, Juju and Kadarius Tony and especially Travis Kelsey. People wonder how does how is Kelsey always open? That's kind of like the joke. Like, there's four guys covering him. Well, yes, Kelsey's amazing, but those routes that are designed are even more amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that is a huge difference in their abilities there. They are just so incredibly good at designing an offense. And when you pair that with one of the best quarterbacks ever, like this is nearly unstoppable.
0: And I would tell you that looking at these stat lines, I am shocked that the Chiefs won because... What did, what was what were we saying before the game started? The Eagles have the better O-line, the better run game, better receivers, the better defense. The one thing that they did not have better than the Chiefs was the quarterback. And if you told me that the the Eagles quarterback Hurts would play better than Mahomes, I would have said the Eagles win this game. Right. And somehow they didn't. It's almost astounding.
1: Yeah, it was almost kind of a backwards uh type script than we thought where with, with Hurts really playing amazing and then the KC rushing offense come into play. Yes. <laughs> but ended up being just a really good game in general. And I think one that probably ranks maybe definitely in the top 20 all time and certainly one of the best in the last couple of years. Definitely better than last year's one. I would say. Yeah,
0: very exciting. I think the most exciting one since the last Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots.
1: Yeah, that was definitely one of my favorites in my lifetime. Yes, the Foles classic. I guess we should touch on one point quickly as everybody does. With that penalty. Oh, yeah. I I, I believe that that was a penalty, and it sucks. The spot that it came in, it was kind of ticky-tack, and it sucked because they hadn't called it all game, and everyone wanted to see overtime, or I did anyway. But all said and done, it was a penalty.
0: Yeah, I I do agree. Like, when you look at the footage, it definitely was a penalty. Maybe not the strongest penalty, and I don't think it really impacted the route, but it was a penalty. Even the, the player owned up to it. Um. So, yeah, good call, I guess. But, yeah, I do agree that in those situations, I just want to see him play. But you know, in the end, you, I guess you really can't argue with that. Right. And, um, you know, I, I I don't want to say I told you so. Actually, I do want to say it. It's been a rough year for me. But I did tell you so, guys, with the Eagles defense having a rough batch against Mahomes, the only great quarterback they faced the entire year, and they got shredded. So just to end with that point there.
1: All right, well, uh, I'll, I'll rebuttal a little, but I'll leave this conversation for longer. I still, I feel like I believe that a good offense can, can beat a great defense.
0: Oh, they definitely can, but not, I think the Chiefs' offense was great. The Eagles' defense was not. The Eagles' defense has been good in relative comparison to who they faced. They only faced three good quarterbacks all year. Dak shredded them, Rogers shredded them, got hurt mid-game, still did, and Mahomes, and they, I mean, they were not up to the challenge of facing a good quarterback the entire year. They feasted on lesser competition, but they did their job the entire year. They are a good defense. They could be a great defense, but the fact is they just didn't, they weren't tested enough. So when the, the moment came, they collapsed. I do think they had the potential to be a good defense or a great defense, but when the moment was there, they just didn't have enough experience facing those great quarterbacks that they needed to. That's a fair point,
1: I would say. And one more point I think we'd like to, uh, to touch on uh, in our Super Bowl recap is quickly go over our our prop bets and predictions for this game. So myself, I had Hurts over 49.5 rushing yards, which was correct. Mahomes over 1.5 passing touchdowns, which was correct. And I had Elliott under 7.5 points, which I missed on. And Robert's picks, he had Mahomes over 19 rushing yards, which is correct. Very good one pick, as I said before. And he had two involving a Philly special that was being intercepted. <laughs> which And then uh, the Philly happen. special of Kelsey to Mahomes. Huh, John? Uh Philly special was not attempted this game. Disappointed. I was, I was hoping there would be. Actually, I did find a, a little bet on FanDuel where you could bet that. <laughs> and I did. Well, that didn't bet very much, but it was still something that everybody kind of wants to see and You want to see, like, the fun trick plays.
0: Yes. Why didn't we see that this game?
1: Yeah. And then, of course, my weekly three-leg parlay went over three because I had the Eagles, Eagles covering, and the match score under fifty and a half, which it went much over that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which ended up being a very fun watch for everybody.
0: Yes. And I another one that I had wrong was scoreless first quarter. Right. And obviously first two drives, two touchdowns. I was like, "Yep, that's a great prediction." <laughs> as soon as it could have been debunked it was. And hopefully none of you bet on any of the stuff that we that we pr- predicted out there cuz you would have lost a lot of money potentially. <laughs> but yes, that's uh the recap of the Super Bowl and our Super Bowl bets. And now we're going into a retrospective mode as we take a look back on our season predictions. Before the year started, so this is an extremely hard thing to do—predicting the future of the NFL season and all its ups and downs. But we did our best, and we predicted the entire records for all the teams, as well as the playoffs and awards. And now we have a formula for tallying up the points. And Scott has done the honors of doing that.
1: Yeah, and we went over this back in episode one. I'll give so everybody a quick refresher once again of how our formula works. We go through. Uh, NFL simulator online picking every single game individually to make sure the records come out correctly and Then we'll give you the playoff matchups and go through and pick those and then we will pick our award winners as well So the formula for points is if you correctly predict a team record, you get 15 points If you're one game off, it is 10 points. If you're two games off, it is five points If you're three games off, it is two points. And if you're more than three games off, it is zero points If you correctly predict the award winner you receive 10 points, and if your predicted award winner gets nominated but does not win, you get 5 points. As for the Super Bowl, as for the playoffs and Super Bowl, a team advancing to the predicted playoff round gets you 5, 10, or 15 points for the corresponding round. Predicting the Super Bowl winner gets you 20 points, and predicting the correct playoff matchup and the correct round gets you 15 points. So that is our formula for this one. So we will now go through division by division here and team by team and see how we did.
0: And it's not good, spoiler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why don't we start off here in the AFC East. So in the AFC East, we had the Buffalo Bills going 13-3. and three. I had them at 15-2, and Rob had them at 13-4. and four. Not too bad with that.
0: No, not bad at all.
1: Next up we had... They could have been fourteen and yep. 3. Next up we had the Miami Dolphins at 9 and 8. I had the Dolphins at 8 and 9. And Rob had them at 8 and 9. Yes, so pretty close on that one.
0: I, I don't think really we thought they would be as explosive as they were. But in the end, the injuries kind of leveled it out, and it made it look like a better pick than I think it actually was at yeah. eight and nine.
1: And a correct record prediction for Rob on that one. And uh, next up, uh, New England was eight and nine, and we did not do very good in this one. Uh, Rob had them at five and twelve, and as did I, five and twelve. We each had them at.
0: Yeah, kind of knew that was a bad decision
1: when I made it. Yeah. And then uh, next up, we had the Jets at seven and ten, and Rob had the Jets at four and thirteen, and I had their correct record predicted at seven and ten. So in total, for each of us here, Rob received twenty nine points for the AFC East, and I received thirty two.
0: So that was a, a decent, decent division in terms of points overall. Thirty two points, I feel like that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, next up we had. Uh, we'll do the AFC West. So in the AFC West, the Chiefs went fourteen and three, and Robert, you had them at eleven and six. And I had them at 12 and 5, so it actually ended up doing a little better than we thought they'd do. And then we had the Chargers going 10 and 7, and we were both very high on the Chargers. Yeah. And uh, did not get points from them, with a 13 and 4 and 14 and 3, respectively there. And then the Raiders going 6 and 11... (laughs) No, <laughs> another one that's not very good for us. There, I had the Raiders going nine and eight, and Rob had them going eleven and six. Yeah, <laughs> so there was no points for the Raiders either. And then we had Denver going five and twelve, and again, not a very good one. As I had Denver at seven and ten, and Rob had them at ten and seven. So. In total, there, I had 14 points with AC West and Rob with two. <laughs> yeah,
0: great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the Raiders were just most disappointing team all year, though. That was like my team this year. Did not work out.
1: Yeah, we, we kept coming back to them. We wouldn't let them go. No, we wouldn't. <laughs> and then in the North, we had uh, the Bengals at 12 and 4, and I had them at 13 and 4, and Rob had them. At eleven and six, so not too bad with them. Then we had Baltimore ten and seven. I correctly predicted that at ten and seven, and Rob had them at twelve and five. Then we had Pittsburgh at nine and eight, where Rob correctly predicted their record, and I had them down at five and twelve. So, so no points for me there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was awesome. Pittsburgh was exactly who I thought they would be this year, yeah. with the nine and eight coming in in dramatic fashion. But uh, I will defend my Ravens pick a little bit because Lamar got hurt and their offense was non-existent. So maybe if he was back, they would have won a couple of games to get me to that 12-5. and five.
1: Yes, they could have. And then last up, we had Cleveland at 7-10 and 10 there. And Rob had them at 10-7. and 7. And I had them at 9-8. and 8. So both a little bit too high on the Browns. But I think we both believe that they should have won more games than they did.
0: Yeah, it was the thing that was going to worry me was when they when Watson came back, um, but it ended up being what they did before that kind of turned them in.
1: Yeah. In the AFC South, Jacksonville won that at nine and eight, but uh, we both had them quite a bit lower at least. Yeah, Rob had them at six and eleven, whereas I had them at seven and ten. Yeah, so not many points for that. Then uh, Tennessee finishing at seven and ten, which of course uh, Rob had them at nine and eight, and I had them at eight and nine, and so Titans having a really good start to the year, or in terms of the winning column, and Plumbing. losing many in a row there. Yes.
0: Also injuries playing a role though, because Tannehill did go down, so Malik Willis not giving you much. Maybe they would have squeaked out a couple more
1: wins there. Yeah. The Colts at 4 and 12, we were very much off the mark on, so we each had them at 11 and 6. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, that was Comple-
0: swing and a miss. No, like, I'm not going to make any excuses. That was horrible. Right.
1: Yeah, zero points for us on that. <laughs> and then uh, Houston at 3 and 13. Rob had them 2 and 15, and I had them 4 and 13. So we both came pretty close to that on either side of their number. Yes. So in total for the AFC South, I had 25 points, and Rob had 17.
0: Not great. No. What's the maximum? You could have 60, potentially, if you got all the records right, because 15 for a correct record.
1: Yeah, so the max points you could have was 60. 60. I feel
0: like 30 is good.
1: Yeah, 30 is, I think, a good prediction here. move over to the NFC East next, where Philly won the division at 14-3. and three, And again, we were very low on them, as we had discussed last episode. As uh, so Rob had them 9-8, and eight, and I had them 8-9. So no points that air? Then uh, Dallas came in at 12 and 5. I correctly predicted their record. And Rob had them at 10 and 7. Then we had the Giants at 9 7 and 1, where we both had them very low at uh, I had them at 3 14 and Rob at 5 and 12. Really impressed this year they did. And then the Commanders were 8 8 and 1. I had them 7 and 10 and Rob had them at 5 and 12. So all in all for the NFC East, I had 25 points and Rob had 7. So now we'll move on to the NFC West. Oh boy, this is... (laughs) Our
0: worst collective division, I think.
1: Yeah. So in the West, we had San Francisco winning the division at 13-4. I had them at 11-6. And and Rob had them at 7-10. So I believe in this... In this one, uh, that was the only place that I got any points was from San Francisco, because up next we had Seattle at nine and eight, whereas Rob had them finishing at two and fifteen, and I at four and thirteen. <laughs> That's great. And then the Rams finishing five and twelve, where Rob had them at thirteen and four, and I had them at eleven and six.
0: Injuries did play a part to that. Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford getting out.
1: True, but they still weren't even that good when they were in. No, no. And then finally, the Cardinals at four and thirteen. Uh, I had them at nine and eight, and Rob had them at eleven and six. So Rob was a zero burger for the NFC West, yeah. and I had five.
0: Horrible, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that was that was absolute garbage. Atrocious. <laughs> and then in the NFC North, we had Minnesota winning that one at thirteen and four. Uh, Rob had them at eleven and six, and I had them at nine and eight. So they obviously surpassed anybody's expectations this year. Then following them up, we had the Lions at nine and eight. I had the Lions at seven and ten, and Rob had them at eight and nine. So it came very close to their record. Then we had Green Bay at eight and nine, and of course us being much higher in Green Bay. I had them at fourteen and three and Rob had them at twelve and five. And then we had Chicago finishing at three and fourteen, and I had them at Five and twelve, and Rob had them at one and sixteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they played the year one and sixteen.
1: <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. So for that one, the NFC North, I had ten points, and Rob had twenty. And then for final division, we had the NFC South, where we had Tampa Bay at eight and nine. I had the Bucks finishing fourteen and three, and Rob had them at eleven and six. So no points for me there. And then we had Carolina finishing at seven and ten in this division. And Rob had them at 9 and 8, which was kind of a surprising pick at the time, I remember. And I had them at 6 and 11.
0: I was banking on Baker, being the comeback player of the year.
1: Yeah. And then we had the New Orleans Saints finishing at 7 and 10. And Rob had them at 9 and 8. And I had them at 7 and 10, which was
0: correct. Correct yeah.
1: And then finally, we had the Atlanta Falcons finishing at 7-10 and 10 as well. <laughs> I had the Falcons at 2-15, and 15 and Rob had them at 3-14. So we missed the mark a bit on uh, the Falcons there.
0: Yeah, I shot low, and then midway I shot high. Yeah. And both were wrong.
1: <laughs> so in total there, I had 25 points from the NFC South, and Rob had 12. All right.
0: And, yeah, overall, terrible. <laughs> the worst we've ever done in the regular season. But uh, I, I fear it gets worse in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So, in the playoffs, Rob had the Colts defeating the Chiefs, the Raiders defeating the Ravens, <laughs> and the Bengals defeating the Bills.
0: Wow. Two teams that didn't even win a playoff game. One team that didn't even make the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, was And then the NFC had the Vikings defeating the Cowboys, the Cardinals defeating the Bucs, and the Packers defeating the Saints. hmm a lot of Ugh. again, a lot of non-playoff teams there. Yeah, a lot of non-playoff. Teams, only uh, there's a few in there. One, only fifty percent of them right there. And then continuing on, you had the Chargers defeating the Raiders, the Bills defeating the Colts, and uh, the Packers defeating the Vikings and the Rams defeating the Cardinals. Again, and,
0: the Rams thing just hurting it.
1: Yeah, and then finishing up in the NFC and AFC championships with the Chargers over the Bills and the Packers over the Rams and having the Packers win the Super Bowl over the Chargers. So for Rob there, his <laughs> only points come from the the Bills winning their wildcard matchup. That's the only points he gets us for the Bills advances of the divisional round. Let's go, so Buffalo. Know, wow, this is an absolute garbage of <laughs> a playoff. <for that> <laughs> <laughs> but if you're in mind, is not too much better either. I had the Chiefs over the Colts. I had the Chargers over the Ravens, and the Bengals over the Raiders. And then on the NFC side, I had the Rams over the 49ers, the Cowboys over the Vikings, and the Packers over the Cardinals. And then after that I had the Bills over the Chiefs, and the Chargers over the Bengals, and then the Bucks over the Rams, and the Packers over the Cowboys. Yeah, so not that's where that's good. where it ends
0: there. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then AFC I had the, I had the
0: Chargers Bills, I believe.
1: Yes, I had the Bills over the Chargers, and the Packers over the Bucks. So. And the Bills beat the Packers in the Super Bowl. So in this one, <laughs> I the only points I, I got was for the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and Cowboys for advancing to the divisional round. Nothing other than that.
0: Hey, that's decent, considering you know, what I had. Yeah, that's still decent. not good at all. I mean, they were actually playoff teams. So, <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, again, just horrible. Just worse than we've ever done like we've done this this is our third year now and this like right off the gate we were we were saying like man this is this year is starting off really rough and it just it continued throughout the entire year just not good
1: this is by far the least amount of points we've gotten in the playoffs yes as uh, each year we've gotten respectively 25, 40, 30, and 45 in the playoffs
0: and this year we both had like what you had 20 Uh, and I had 5
1: so I had a grand total of 20 and Ron had 5
0: yeah that's terrible
1: (laughs) and now for our final aspect here we had the NFL awards, so none of us had a correct winner predicted in this one.
0: First time ever.
1: Okay. So, but Rob got points for Michael Parsons being nominated for defensive player of the year and for Aiden Hutchinson being nominated for defensive rookie of the year. I got points for Josh Allen being nominated for MVP, Aiden Hutchinson being nominated for defensive player of the uh, defensive rookie of the year, and for Christian McCaffrey being nominated for comeback player of the year. So in total for awards, I had 15 points and Rob had 10.
0: Although I will say it's bullcrap that, that Christian Watson wasn't uh, nominated for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That was like bull drive. Right. Like he was fantastic. Absolute um, boost to the Packers offense this year. Like They were stagnant and he just came in there. Very valuable player for them. And not even being nominated, kind of a kick in the teeth
1: there. Right, yeah, yeah. I liked that, and it, like that was a real. I felt like it ended up being a really random one at the start, but it looked kind of good. It's somewhere near the end.
0: It did because I thought like even Romeo Dobbs would be better because they that was just kind of the talk in the training camp. I'm like, okay, Christian Watson, yeah, he could be good, but he ex- far exceeded my expectations for a first year.
1: But now it is time to reveal our total points here, and for the final points. For our 2022-23 seed predictions, Robert had a total of 134, and I with 201.
0: <laughs> and for reference, two, or Sorry, 134 is the worst by me, and out of all of us, the years we've been doing this, the worst ever, by a wide margin.
1: Yes. The worst score we've previously had was my 159, two years ago.
0: <laughs> yes. And kind of the house average seems to be around like the low 200s, 220 to 230 range and uh, yeah so this year not our best year but very crazy i think everyone was taken aback by how this year played out
1: yeah a lot of really crazy things especially in the nfc which really flipped on its head compared to how we thought it would go
0: yes the old veteran quarterback led teams just really just kind of sputtered out and the giants were like and the seahawks like yeah, the nobody giants, saw yeah, that
1: yeah giant seahawks surprised everybody by miles yeah, and then the, the Bucs, the Rams, and the Packers really kind of screwed everybody.
0: Yes, they did. Royally. Like, I, I could see, I would believe someone who thought Packers would take a step back, or, or even the Bucks or Rams, but if you said you had the Giants and the Seahawks going to the playoffs, like, you're just lying. Like that's There's no way. Right. <laughs> like, it's, I, the Seahawks, I thought, okay, this could be the worst offense in the league right now.
1: Yeah, certainly thought that, and they ended up having actually a good offense. A really good offense. Which is so surprising. Yeah, because... Uh, Geno Smith, they wrote him off, but he didn't write back. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's true. I love that. I don't think I've ever seen, like, something like that. Just completely, like, he was awful early part of his career. Just disappeared and then just springs up again and just does really well with a team that has a defensive, like, head coach. Like, really good.
1: Yeah. And then over in the AFC, I think, you like, top of the conference was kind of how you predicted it, or how kind of predicted it mostly, with, like, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs being pretty good. In various orders, yeah. Yeah, but the Chargers being a little worse than we thought. Mm-hmm.
0: And the Colts being up there, just absurd.
1: Yeah, the Colts being up there, absurd. Yeah, for sure. And then <laughs> uh, a couple other uh, AFC West teams, Denver and the Raiders, both being a lot worse than we thought they'd be.
0: Yes. Yeah, the Raiders, as I said, probably my biggest disappointment of the year. Like Looking back on who which team was the most disappointing for me, I do believe it was the Raiders, just because like they looked like they had everything going perfectly, just how they played last year, and it just did not... Translate on the field in any way. Now they're incomplete. You know they don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. Derek Carr is gone. So definitely a big disappointment for them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that's going to be a very interesting off season for them.
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and the entire Mark My Words catalog of this year. This is the end of season one, our very first season doing this. It's been a great fun to do this every single week with you guys with scott here on the show and we look forward to seeing you all next season we will be doing off-season episodes kind of at random maybe at various points in it but for now we will say goodbye and we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and this has been mark my words football podcast with rock and scott and we are tuning out.